Welcome back, listeners, to another base training podcast. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about a, a difficult subject, um, essentially how to broach fitness and essentially intervene with a friend that is, is living an un, what we might deem an unhealthy lifestyle and that it might be beginning to impact upon that person personally, upon the friends and the family and the ones that care about that person. Um, as always, though, we're going to quickly introduce ourselves and where you can find us if you want more information. So uh, I'll start off. Uh, you can find Base Training, more information about uh, its services, at www.base.training. You can also email Base Training on info at base.training for more information. Um, for me personally, you can find me at Lee Carter UK on Instagram, Twitter, not Twitter, I've never been on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, <clears throat> Instagram is where I do most of my content these days. Uh, you can also email me at lee at base.training. Um, Stefan, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me Instagram, coach underscore Stefan underscore Winder. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Stefan Winder MSC. You can find me on Facebook, Stefan Winder Strength and Movement Coach. And you can email me, Stefan at base.training. William, what about yourself? Uh, so I'm on Instagram at coach underscore will underscore strathdy. On LinkedIn, it's will strathdy. And I'm on Facebook. And I looked it up for this week. It's will strathdy health and fitness coach. <laughs> was that you cl uh, clapping online? That <laughs> was me clapping online. <laughs> um, so as I said, <clears throat> we're going to be talking about how to broach fitness with a friend that might be living an unhealthy lifestyle. They might be quite overweight. Um, they might be suffering from chronic illnesses that are caused by uh, just a sedentary or poor lifestyle. Um, they might be struggling uh, psychologically as well with the effects of being unhealthy. They might be trying to get might be trying to get healthy, but it's not working, and they're giving up. Um, so the first point that we're going to discuss offline was the fact that the truth does hurt and this is a, a tough conversation to have with a close friend um, I'm lucky enough to have not had to have that um, I imagine I will do it at some point but uh, I do have friends that are living the healthiest lifestyles like maybe drinking too much and so on and eating poor food and just being quite sedentary um, but they're in a position at the moment where they're still quite active. They play, my friends, a lot of rugby, a lot of sport, um, and that kind of balances it out a little bit. Um, but eventually, that is going to come tumbling down and they'll start to see the problems. Um, have you guys ever had to have that conversation with someone, whether it be a loved one or a family member or a friend? Yes. Uh, very tough conversation to have. Um, one of my friends is a police officer, um, very overweight, clinically obese, um, and his dream is to be like an active officer, but because of his weight issues, he was unable to pass fitness tests. So he kept getting upset that he couldn't pass the tests, um, but he didn't see what the issue was. So it's having to have that sit him down and 
get him to seriously look at the factors affecting his lifestyle that actually impacted his physical health and fitness. Um, yeah, it's not it's not a pleasant conversation to have. Um, there are t- there were tears involved, but um, yeah, it's, it's you can't just tell them what the problem is. You have to get them to state it themselves. Or they can actually accept it because acceptance is the first stage of a. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I know that's AA, but <laughs> acceptance is the first stage. So it's um, they can deny it all they want, but if you if it does come from a genuine place and you do truly care about that person, um, they will be able to see that themselves and they will want to make the change because they will see they'll actually think about everything that's affecting them and what what's got them to that place in the first place um so yeah it's a it's a, it is a difficult conversation to have what about you will have you ever had that conversation whether that be to that extent or to a smaller extent uh, i've never had to have that conversation obviously we've had conversations similar as coaches but never as like a a friend um to broach that subject but like in terms of like what stefan was saying having that person kind of state themselves like as soon as they've told their problems to someone else they've now become accountable for their problems because there's someone there that knows what they're almost like suffering with and that can keep a check on them um because if you're like Stefan's friend like clinically obese or like that unhealthy if you're someone on that level you know you're unhealthy like it's not like all of a sudden one day you wake up and your friend speaks to you and you realize it you know it you know it every day you just kind of need someone to help you kind of say it out loud and think, okay, now it's probably time I should do something about it. Well, it's an interesting point that you bring up actually there about accountability is a lot of people I've found in the past want to want someone else to be, a, to, to be accountable to. The, what I've found though is that the ones that are most successful and the ones that you, like, like you just said, are make themselves accountable and own yeah. their own the problem that they're in when they own it they can make better changes over it they they tend to be more intrinsically motivated it's coming from within at that point and there's less excuses it's like the, they're the ones that once when they they come to you as a maybe as a coach or they come to me as a coach in the past and said i want to do this i have a goal and you're okay what do we need to do to get there they instead of saying oh i, I think i need to do this they say things like, well, I'm already doing this. I've been doing it for the past six months. And when you actually discuss it, they're only a, a short period of time away from the goal that they're trying to set anyway. And it's, it's a very different mindset. Um, so I thought that's quite an important point to um, discuss a little bit further. I think it's, it's important to also talk about that. Uh, it's to get, trying to get that person to take accountability but also to understand that their quality of life is is decreasing right, day by day a lot of the time. And they're just opening themselves up to a, a whole host of uh, health risks and implications um, and uh, metabolic issues and immune issues and joint issues. Um, it's a whole host of risks that will lead to you mo- in most cases to ending up in the hospital at some point or on some consistent level of medication. 
and I found the medication, as we know, for things like type 2 diabetes and joint pain isn't a long-term effective strategy on its own. That is, um, it needs to be coupled with a healthier lifestyle and a, um, uh, a, a exercise regimen that is at that point being used to fix the problem they're in, um, but ultimately has the goal of, of supporting their life and helping them live a better life through fitness. What um, short-term approaches have you seen people come uh, head towards? Because they are tempting for a person that's in a, I suppose for, this is a good one for you, Stefan, with your friend. Had they, had that person um, been trying to lose weight or get healthier and had they headed towards a short-term fix? So, yes and no answer on that one. Um, so, yes, they actively sought help for themselves uh, and said that they did hire uh, a personal trainer to help them get to where they want to be. But they thought that was like all they had to do. They didn't address any of the underlying issues. And we know that the nutrition and lifestyle side of things have far more impact than the actual training itself because this is what you do 23 hours a day. You sleep, you eat in, uh, your general lifestyle things. You probably only spend about an hour, hour and a half training a day doing the exercise. So comparatively, the nutrition lifestyle is far more important. So he thought by hiring PT, just doing some, I wouldn't say this, uh, I saw some of the programs this guy was putting, putting across to my friend. He's not, not the best, um, not the most effective programs. It was almost a case of, um, just get walking on a treadmill for an hour, which isn't going to solve his issues because he's not addressing the whole picture. He's just like, what do I need to do physiologically? Um, but then obviously that's a two way street as well. That's a different conversation, but, um, yeah, so he would do that one hour a day, go see this PT, but then as soon as he finished, he'd have a, a two liter bottle of Coca-Cola <laughs> and then when he gets home for dinner, order a large Domino's pizza with chicken wings, garlic bread, and another two liter bottle of Pepsi. It was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro. It was like, help me help you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. For him, I think it was a, a, a chance for him to in, overindulge again, because like, oh, I've worked hard today, I deserve this. So the mindset was completely wrong. Um, so if that were me, like if I were his coach, that would be the first thing I would attack is his mindset around around losing weight because he's he likes bad food. Like he likes fast food, he likes pizzas, he likes his burgers. There's nothing wrong with that in moderation. But if that is your your hot, like your main diet source of having fast food where everything's like triple cooked in in oil. Um, full of sugar is it's only going to end one way and that's going to be uh, a fatality pretty early on in his life uh so i think for him the biggest shift that he needed was an attitude shift and education around how your body actually works rather than just being told get on the treadmill for an hour i mean that's great to actually get him moving up and about out of his chair, not sat down on his on his Xbox, which he normally does. That's what he would normally do when he get home. Sit on his Xbox, 
drink a drink coke, eat eat gummy sweets. It's just like you see where I'm going with this. It's just education for him would have been far more effective than actual physical exercise at that point. There's a point you brought up about mindset. Like sometimes for a couple of people in the past, I've had to rip, I've, I've referred them to counselors and therapists because ultimately no amount of exercise is ever, or nutrition or whatever it is going to get them to to lose weight and for, or, to, or to get healthier consistently for the long term and stay healthier or stay healthy. I've had to um, refer people to counsellors and to, to therapists to sort the psychological issues that go in, going on in their head. So, um, for instance, there was a client a while, I think it was a while ago, that maybe two years ago, that was struggling with, um, uh, like secret eating was essentially what they were doing. And it all stemmed back from something that happened in their teen years, um, won't go into details, uh, but that was a consistent roadblock that we kept coming up against after about a year of trying. And it got to the point where uh, previously I hadn't been referring people out to counsellors and things because I, I didn't think that was my job. Um, but it, it became more and more apparent that with this one person who, who on the surface really wanted to get healthier and lose some body weight and body fat and because uh, that was a, a big part of their self-confidence. Um, and it got to the point where it's like, well, I can't do anything for you because we keep coming up against this roadblock every couple of weeks. So this this is now a level beyond my help. You need to go and speak to someone um, about the psychological trauma that you essentially um, experienced when you were younger because I can't help with that. I think for a lot of people um, that are in a... A pretty severe um, uh, state of ill health, I suppose, in terms of a poor lifestyle, maybe overweight, chronic disease, and stuff. That they that is a, um, the underlying cause of their issues a lot of the time, because um, we know that food is or the fast food is addictive. It's, it's made that way. Um, I was reading about high fructose corn syrup the other day, um, and how addictive it is. And the reason why food companies use it is because it's so cheap. It's exponentially cheaper than sugar. Um, and you can put less in it. So they can say, okay, we only use 1% of high fructose corn syrup compared to 10% sugar. But it's exponentially more um, damaging to the body and exponentially more addictive. So like that, and their profits go up and uh, their consumption of that food source goes up as well. But also the negative effect of that is that the person ends up addicted to to uh, food isn't quite healthy so addressing their mind state and mindset hopefully early on is something that needs to happen i think for a friend to do that um i think it's it'll be good to broach the subject but as, as a friend you can recommend someone to say okay you maybe need to go and see someone professionally because it's out of your remit at that point um message um <laughs> yeah the one of the things that i've found people in that state tend to gravitate towards is short-term fixes and um diets and fads and high intensity based fitness uh, programs because they promise quick results 
Have you guys experienced anything like that? Yeah. I was just hoping we were going to come back to this. I thought you'd just gone on a huge tangent. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like when, because you can see that when they advertise it, they've got the, somebody who's uh, obese and then they'll put, in 12 weeks, you can become this guy and he's shredded with a six pack. But for people that don't understand health, fitness, exercise, they think that is truly possible. Um, so it becomes very tempting and effectively fad diets, fad exercise regimes are just money-making schemes. Uh, they'll just lure you in, make you invest up front into it. Um, and they don't care where you get to in their four to six weeks. Um, so the people that do sign up, they will see some progress for four to six weeks. They'll probably lose some body fat. Um, but we know that generally there's a, a large rebound and they'll come back up either where they were or to worse once they finish that kind of program. So then they'll just sign up for the next one. That'll happen again. They'll sign up for the next one. And a year down the line, they would have invested a lot more into these fad programs than they would if they invested into um, a more specialised service to help them um, sustainably lose their body fat. Um, so they're very tempting because of the they're generally quite cheap. They offer a large amount of results, but we know that that's not sustainable, which is why they're kind of a um, just a money-making scheme. Yeah, it's like, uh, like Amanda said on one of the previous podcasts about happiness. Uh, if you haven't listened to that podcast, head back. Um, I think it's the, called The Key to Happiness with Amanda Henwood. Um, she mentioned about humans being uh, quite... What's the word? Um, they, or humans prioritise short-term gratification as, as, a, as a general rule. And it's hard for us. Uh, that's an evolutionary thing. Uh, it makes sense to do that. Um, but in a, a society where there's an abundance of short-term gratification, like for us, that's leading to a lot of problems. So we have to try and switch our mindset again to lean towards long-term gratification um, with smaller doses of short-term uh, fulfillment and that will lead to your long-term goal of, of a healthy lifestyle and a sustainable one as well um, I also, I've had a uh, actually one of our um, previous business partners uh, their past girlfriend I think it was was taking diet pills I've seen that as, as quite prevalent and they're, they're on the uh, way back uh, into into um, uh, what's the word into trend I suppose is that the word uh, into fashion with people just going going after short term fixes because it is extremely tempting to go okay I'm in this really dire state I need some immediate action what's the quickest way to do that I know Let's go on a, a six-week detox. And like you said, and I think it's 90% of all uh, fad diets or fad dieters will within five years have uh, rebounded, as Will stated, um, to their previous weight because you move your metabolic set or your weight set point um, or added weight to their original start point um, within five years, that is. So you keep doing that for 15 years and you're going to see some problems. Um, diabetes and so on. Um, so where does a 
let's say someone you you broached this topic with your friend you've had that tough conversation because it is an extremely tough conversation they start into go okay yep they take an accountability for it um what's the next step for someone like they're like okay i'm I am overweight. I need. I have. I'm on the verge of diabetes. Uh, my first client was in this position. Actually, um, a doctor had broached the conversation and said, "You're overweight." After a uh, health check, you're overweight. You're pre-diabetic. You're um, struggling with severe gout and all these other issues. And you're not gonna. You're going to contract type diabetes, and potentially within ten years, you're going to be dead. That for them was the moment where they were like, oh, "Okay." I've got to do something about this. Um, so where where does a that person start? What 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 should they do next? Any thoughts? Um, well, the next thing would be to uh, so once they've accepted, the next thing is to tackle the problem. So speaking to someone about it. Um, so if you are that friend having that conversation. Um, help them with the research. Um, there's loads and loads of people you can who can help you. Seek a professional, um, whether that's a nutritionist, a psychologist, uh, a fitness coach, a strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer. Any qualified professional um, will be able to help them in that situation. Um, and I think at that point you are now building a support network for that person. So if you can't give them all the answers, at least you can point them in the right direction of where the answers are. Um, so it kind of worked in reverse for me with my friend. Uh, so he had already gone to a PT and then the PT um, decided to embarrass my friend because my friend was being a little bit difficult. So Piers um, Morgan had this conversation on TV about fat shaming. Does it work? Doesn't it work? Um, in this instant, yes, it does. Well, I wouldn't say it does. It triggered him to have a conversation with me. Um, but sometimes it doesn't always work. But we'll go through it anyway. So he was doing the session uh, with his personal trainer. Um, he, he was tired and lethargic, which understandably so. If he's just on a long shift and he's overweight and, and clinically obese, um, it's going to be a lot of energy for him to move around on a day-to-day -day basis. And especially if he's only fueling on sugar, um, once that wears off, like that fast release glucose, once that's gone, he's got no quality substrates in his systems keep him going. So if he's going for a treadmill for an hour, he's going to be pretty pooped. Um, so he stops after 25 minutes and said, I can't keep going. So he pulled my friend in front of a mirror, in front of a dance class, and said, look at what you've done to yourself. I'm just trying to help you. Now, whilst I don't agree with what that personal trainer did, it sparked something in his head, a conversation with me about it, because he knew what I did for a living. Um, so it can be an effective way to prompt someone to seek help for themselves. Um, so you have to have that relationship with the person in the first place, I feel, if you're going to be able to have that conversation. But, um, yeah, so seeking the help of a professional is probably your best bet to help at least get you started on the right track and educate you, um, do some broad general analysis to help you kickstart your journey. And then after that, 
you might be able to go it alone. You might be able to do it with just to support your friends and family. But to give you that first stepping stone, uh, nutritionist, PT, strength and conditioning coach, any of these qualified professionals would be a good place to start. It's going to take quite a high level of investment, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Both emotionally, physically, financially, especially. I think um, what people, I know that, uh, again, from experience, for fitness, we've been told it's because of the, the I suppose, the commoditization of the fitness industry. You can now get the you can get the gym for ten pound a month. You can you can have a subscription to a gym membership for ten pound a month for all the equipment you need. It's great having all that equipment. If you've got no idea how to use it, it's like uh, uh, having a paintbrush and a canvas, but no artist. Like you've got all that you've got all the. You got the, the you got all the stuff and all the tools, but without someone out to control those tools, it, it's absolutely worthless. And you'll end up, like you said, becoming demotivated, um, entering into something that's quite unsustainable. You'll maybe go with the the quick fixes because that's what's offered for ten pound a month, um, not high quality uh, an investment. So I think changing your mindset to say, okay, I've spent this long getting into a problem, it's now going to cost me. Um, in all all respects, I'm gonna have to in, I'm gonna have to prioritize it right above everything else and say okay, whatever it costs costs it costs. Let's say it costs thirty percent of your income, um, and you get a thousand pound a month, so three hundred would that be three hundred? Yeah, three hundred odd pound a month. You then have the rest to live on, as opposed to doing it the other way, live it paying for all your living expenses, and then whatever's left spending that on fitness. It's shifting that perspective and uh, making it a, a true priority and reflecting that within your behaviour. Will, it looked like you were going to say something before I jumped in. Well, we've been in the situation where we, we have been speaking to people that are looking for help and they're not particularly open about what they want or what help they want. I think if you're in a situation where Stefan said you need to seek the help of a professional, you have to be very clear in telling them what you want uh, and what you need in order to succeed. Uh, because there's a lot, but we can get around the problem because we know how to kind of approach a subject of someone being a bit kind of closed off. But um, there's a lot of trainers and coaches in the industry that don't know they're just being closed off they just think that's all they need so you went to a, a professional and said i just need to lose weight and they're like okay i can help you with that but if you go and say i need to lose weight but more importantly i need help with my nutrition and i need help with my lifestyle in order to help me improve my exercise then they can actually help you more efficiently um so as a client be open when you're seeking help tell them what you actually want don't be closed off and restrictive about it like it's not a secret the trainer or coach can probably see what situation you're in so just be open and share with them what you actually need yeah will's on fire today <laughs> that's like the third awesome point he's brought up um, yeah like that is is completely right um i found like that clients often tell us like from my clients in the past it's when it's too late it's like yeah. they, they come to a point where they they build up this frustration because it's not working um because they expect the coach to know that they need more support but like the coach isn't a psychic because 
they they do need to be told explicitly what you need as you said to succeed um so being honest and open as will said is an absolutely brilliant point i think that's probably a uh, um one of the most important points there is is take it as will said take accountability for yourself um, as well as have that support system that um stefan mentioned about and then be honest with the person you are you ask for help with or help with the problem that you're in because if you aren't then you're going to struggle <laughs> no matter what no matter how good the coach is you're going to struggle if you don't tell them that you need more support or you don't tell them that every now and then you just need to tell you need, the coach needs to be pretty brutal with them or they need to be uh, a softly softly approach because they're, they're quite a insecure person or whatever it is and they get offended easily or whatever it, it might be like tell that coach and they can tailor made they can tailor tailor their coaching approach to you because that's the coach's job is to personalize individualize the coaching uh, or the training experience not just the program the fitness program that you're um, going to be following the real job is to tailor make that whole experience from how the coach coaches you from how they approach tough conversations um, you can even like in the past I've developed or with some of my clients I've developed like systems and okay if you do this if you start feeling this then you have to do this so that I know that you're feeling that and it it's, it might be something as simple as putting a a sad face when they upload their results on um, True Coach for their nutrition they put a sad face face in the notes comments okay that's the signal that they're feeling this I need to have this conversation with them. Um, and that is what personalization and personal training really is. Personal training isn't just going, okay, walk on the treadmill for an hour. Although that might have been a, an appropriate prescription of exercise for that person, right, it, it might not have been the most effective approach. They may have needed um, some slower sustainment. Like you said, he, he started dying after 25 minutes. He might have needed a 10 minute approach, but he could have told you that. It's like, yeah, I can't walk for more than 30 minutes. Okay, well, let's go for 15 to build confidence because that person has discussed with you that they're not very confident. Like, this is personalization, and this is, what, um, this is what gets my back up a bit when people go for personal trainers. And I had the conversation with someone in the gym two, three days ago um, that their trainer, that he said he wanted help. He had plateaued. He wasn't really getting anywhere. Um, and the trainer just met up with them and did a back and bicep session with them. Like not, not counted the reps and looked at their form. Literally did it with them, as in they trained with them. And that client paid them £40 for the pleasure. And he was like, I didn't actually get anything out of it. He asked him for a programme. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get it to you. And never did. And, uh, and they're called personal trainers. And that isn't what personalization means. Personalization is the whole experience. So if you're looking for a coach, find someone that can offer you that whole experience. Um, and if they can't offer certain parts, they should be referring out. They should be referring to nutritionists and dietitians, to counselors and therapists and psychologists, to physiotherapists if you've got a biomechanical issue. Um, they should be trying to take it all in. Their, their, their job is to coach, not to treat uh, medical issues for instance unless, they, unless they're a doctor as well and they can do <laughs> depends on the level of coach that you want but you, you're going to have to pay for that 
um, quite literally, um, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. Um, but the at the end of that, the light at the end of the tunnel is worth the fight, I suppose. Um, yeah. Anything to add, guys? No. I think that's uh, yeah. round it off quite nicely. Comprehensive. Um, yeah. So it's a it's a tough conversation to have with people. If you have a friend that is exhibiting um, unhealthy characteristics, uh, maybe they're overweight, maybe they're going to the doctors a lot with sore knees and sore back and because of their weight issue, um, maybe they're smoking a lot or drinking a lot, like, sit down and have that conversation. Like, don't be afraid to be honest with that person because you know, they if it does work, then that friend will be thankful for, the, for that forever. Um, if it doesn't work, then maybe you should be friends with them. <laughs> Pretty simple. Um, they might be dragging you down. There's only so long you can try. Um, you are, um, as they say, the sum of the five people you hang around with. So um, you have to look after yourself as well. Uh, yeah, I think we can end it there. So as always, if you want more information, www.base.training or email us info at base.training we can uh, contact you and you can have a conversation with us about the goals that you have and the trouble you might be facing trying to achieve them but for now until next week peace out y'all